Let's do it. I'll start with the intro, all right? Sure. Let's go. Three, two, one. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Zolo Podcast. I will be your host today, along with the founder and CEO, Franz. And we've got a very special guest today, guest here with us today, Jackie Barger, the social lead at Canva. Jackie, happy Wednesday. How are you doing today? I am doing amazing. The sun is out, so I'm always happy when it's like this. And I'm very happy to be here as well. Thanks for having me. That's awesome. Happy to have you. I think one thing thing that we just want to flag that um, this isn't rehearsed. I think um, this is the first time we're doing like a recorded podcast that we're going to upload end to end. So um, yeah, we'll see. um, We'll see how we go with this one. Let's go. Let's go. And we'll start with like the first question, Jackie, you know, so why don't you just give us and the viewers a little intro and background in your career? Yes. Um, so I did marketing, advertising and PR at university. Um, and that led me into the world of public relations to start with, um, which I think is very good to be like thrown in the deep end of the media. Um, so I learned a lot in that first role working in agency Um, And from there, I actually then moved on to digital marketing. So when we were in the world of PR, I realized like social media was very much like emerging and the place to be. Um, So I kind of wanted to pivot from traditional media into online media. Um, So that led me to my first job in digital, kind of doing everything from email, website, social media, paid advertising, and then realized that I wanted to specialize in social media moving forward. Um, So I had a few agency jobs in the UK, um, then kind of quit my life in the UK and moved to Australia just to wing it and see what happens and see what job I could get. Um, So that landed me a job at like a big agency here in Australia, and it's actually a global agency. But then I found this job online at a place called Canva. Um, And that's really where I think was the start of my journey and my career. Um, And I saw that job, didn't get in the first time, but applied again. And then I got in. Um, And that led me to be the first social media person for Canva. Um, And then over the past four and a half years, I've um, built and scaled the social and community team at Canva and kind of set up a global presence um and now i'm here today very whirlwind very quick wow. and i've got a yeah i've got a couple of follow-up questions on that jackie um i'm curious to know the um the transition because you mentioned that you know you quit everything um when you were still in the uk and making that transition to australia mm-hmm. did you know anyone here prior to that or you just really took the leap of faith and just winged it <laughs> completely winged it um I didn't know anyone I have no connection to Australia um I just came on a working holiday visa as well so I didn't have any job lined up but I'm very much a sort of person that is like when you have a calling if there's Mm. something inside of you that's telling you to do something to do it to take the risk and that really for me was a leap of faith I didn't have a backup plan um so it was just like I feel this is right for me so I'm going to give it a shot and luckily it was the best thing I ever did Great. I feel like um, that's something that we want to, you know, JJ being in the States. So we're quite internationally represented here. Um, so JJ is based in Orlando, Florida. And I feel like um, every single day, not every single day, you know, we encourage him to to move to Australia one day. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're, working on, we're working on that. We're working on that. But definitely would love to, uh, would love to have him um, in Sydney with us. But no, I think it's good to have a, um, 
international presence somehow, some way. So yeah, that's awesome. But not all good. Kudos to you, Jackie, on um, making um, making that uh, move. Um, I, you know, I think it takes a lot of guts to be able to do that, considering that you don't know anyone here, and you and you did it. And look at you now, you're killing it. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah. <laughs> and Jackie, I'm curious if if you could go back in time now. I mean, would you have done it any differently, or do you think it was the exact path for you? I think there's probably times on the journey where <laughs> I questioned it. Um, I think with doing something like that, there is a lot of setback and challenges. Um, you are kind of like leaving your whole life behind. You're starting afresh. You're having to learn like complete, completely new skills, um, meet new people. You're building like a whole new life for yourself. Um, so I look back now and I have no regrets because look at where I've ended up. But I think in the process of it, there's probably times I questioned if I could do it. Um, but I think those are the moments that ultimately change you when you push through those barriers where you're really questioning yourself and just keep going. Um, so no, I definitely wouldn't change anything because the amount of lessons I've learned from the adversity, the change, the setbacks that happened along that way is ultimately who made me who I am today. And I don't think I'd be in this role at Canva or achieved what I had without that journey that got me to this point. Yeah, I love that. Well, would I you love be, that. Um, would you be comfortable sharing some of the adversities that you that you know that you face? I and mean, you know, I feel like we have a lot of listeners, as you know, <laughs> plenty of listeners to this um, very um, early stage podcast. <laughs> I'm sure you know they'll benefit. They'll benefit from you know just tips and insights for, from your head in terms of what those adversities are and, um, you know, how you overcame it and what was yeah, that journey like? Yeah, I think there's, I can do two sides here, like personal and professional. So I'll talk to one thing from a personal side, but when you're moving from a new country, well, from an old country to a new country, um, you're having to find a place to live. And I think knowing in like Australia, a lot of it is share housing, in the first two and a half years of my journey here, I moved seven times. Um, wow. And that constant change of your foundation, like not having the baseline stability is really, really difficult. Um, so having to like constantly pack my life up and move on and have to keep going, that was like really hard for me as well as sustaining a job, right, as well. Like having to deal with all the ambiguity at work and all the new responsibilities and new challenges as well as not having a stable foundation in my life was fairly, fairly difficult. Um, and I think one of the most amazing things that, about working at a startup is the, the actual um, change that happens. So if you're, you know, when I first joined Canva, it was small in like, I guess in big company terms. Um, and as a company scales and grows like globally and internationally, there is a lot of changes that have to happen, whether it's like changing your remit and role, changing your responsibilities, new people being brought into the, the business. Like you're having to constantly evolve yourself as a person and the skills that you have when something is growing so quickly. So I think they're like the two sides that like, it's all about change, right? I think for me, it's like looking at either of these sides, change can be really difficult. Um, but I think for me, it's about learning to embrace those changes and those challenges that come and like looking for the opportunity in them. Because I think it can be very easy to get caught up in the negativity of change. Um, but often there's, a, like I said, a lot of learnings that come out 
the other side. Um, so yeah, I think they were the two biggest things going on for me at the same time. Um, but like I said, I learned a lot from either side. Sweet. Nice. And what was it like um, during the early days when you started at Canva? Obviously, you know, Canva as it is right now, year 2023, it's, it's such a big brand, world renowned, so on and so forth. But what was it like, um, you know, when I think, when did you, when did you start again? 2018. Yeah. What was it like in year 2018? Um, Jackie Barker, social media at Canva. Um, yeah, give us the um, the day to days and um, yeah, just the behind the scenes of what it was like. Um, well, back then the marketing team was three people, including <laughs> me, yourself. Wow. <laughs> me, wow. a videographer, and a brand designer. Um, so we were marketing. Um, so I think like that puts it into perspective. Um, and I came in and had to learn all the skills of a social media person. So like not just doing the strategy, like the insight, like all of that piece, but also doing learning graphic design, learning how to make video, how to do editing. So I was like the full, my word of the moment is shebang. I keep saying it. <laughs> I was the full social media shebang. Um, so having to do everything from end to end, including the publishing um, as well onto social media. So if I think what I do now, that's very different. But I was like the social media all rounder and also looking at communities as well and how we could start to build communities around certain niches within our Canva audience also. Um, so, yeah, I guess it was very different and it was interesting because there was such a small, small group of us. So in so many ways, that's really great because you can move really fast. Um, but it also means that you have a lot of scope and a, a big remit of work that you're doing as well. So you're having to like constantly change hats, like they say, like I'm having to jump from being a videographer into a like a strategist into a someone who's publishing, someone who's responding, yeah. like you have to just constantly change um, roles. But it, it was really, I think that was really fun. And I think uh, the joy of a startup is the fact that you get to switch what you're doing all the time you know you're not in a set there's no clear guardrails of what you're responsible for you get to jump in and dip into lots of different areas yeah and and jackie i'm curious so how different i mean let's compare not even now because it's so early now in the year but let's say 2022 compared to 2018 how different has canva changed for you and like your position and what you do yeah, so definitely a lot more involved in strategy now. So really being a lot more insightful using, you know, a lot of data research to base our decisions off. Um, I think there is always a balance though with social media, like having all of that insight and research to make informed decisions, but also having the ability to be speedy and react because obviously knowing social media and how fast it changes, like thinking of TikTok, there's a new trend every day. It's kind of like my role is to balance the being strategic, but also having that flexibility in the way that I work, that if something is emerging and upcoming, we can react to it as quickly as possible to be a part of that conversation. Um, so I, I definitely think the, the biggest change is maybe working with multiple people as well, like thinking about how small our team was then. We now have a bigger, larger marketing team and, you know, a big part of, being a great employee and a great teammate is driving that collaboration 
as well between the multiple teams and helping put social media at the forefront of our campaigns of our marketing knowing that that's where everyone is right like social media is not the future social media is now and with everything we are doing we need to be thinking from a social media first perspective sweet that's um very cliche social media is is not the future social media is now i'm gonna put um, we're gonna use it as a snippet as kind of like a headline <laughs> as a clickbait to for people to watch this uh to, to listen to this podcast i feel like i shouldn't have to be have to be saying that necessarily but i think it, <laughs> you know but it is it there is i think still um a mindset that social media can be brought into the end of a process whereas like social media needs to be at the start you know we need to be thinking yeah. about it as a platform for distribution for impact at the start of a campaign not at the end for sure um and what was the um what was probably uh, um thanks for sharing that by the way and um you know what what are you most proud of in terms of what you achieved so far um throughout your tenure at canva are there any uh, milestones or achievements that um that come to mind um Yes. I mean, there's been a few, um, but I think a big moment for us, for the business and for me was Canva Create last year. Um, so that was our first event. <laughs> France, as you know, <laughs> as you were there. Um, but yeah, that was like, I think for us, a real kind of like celebration of how far the product has come, how far the business has come and how far our community have came as well. And for me to, you know, being in community since day dot, to have that moment to actually celebrate and recognize the work that people are doing, like, you know, Canva is not just a design tool, you know, it is making impact on the world, like people are using it to make a difference in people's lives. And I think that's always how we want to like position. Oh, I don't know. it's a it's a tool right that allows you to achieve your goals um and i think at canva create having the community awards that was a real time where we could show to the world and show to the people that worked at canva here is like the amazing things that our community are achieving due to this tool that we have created so i think for me that was just a really amazing moment to have that recognition of the work of our community yeah, I think um, I was there, JJ, um, at the the Canva Create. Um, yeah, it's spectacular. It's like um, it's good to kind of see what's in the pipeline in terms of you know in terms of what's launching from a from a feature standpoint. But yeah, just to your point, I think um, yeah, Canva is more than more than just a design tool. I feel like it's um, you guys have built a platform to kind of empower people to pursue their dreams. And you know, I think just trying to reflect on your founder's um, speech in the um, at the event. I feel like it all ladders up to the vision in terms of, you know, she dreamt big and she was able to fulfill it. And then, you know, and job's not done um, in terms of, you know, what she said, which is, um, which is exciting. And I think for us, you know, I don't, I don't want to make this about us, but um, Canva Create actually helped us in terms of putting us on the map. I feel like it was such a... First of all, you know, we're honored to be recognized and, and at the same time, um, uh, you know, it was good for us in terms of just 
season, you're out Zolo Dutch. So yeah, I think that's something that um, I would personally be grateful for for that um, for that moment. Um, and then yeah, I feel like um, it's awesome. And Jackie, so now, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I have I have one question here. I, I'm curious, like, what's what's one big goal that you're chasing in this year now? Like, what's like the the big picture for you guys? Like, what's like, the main priority for for Canva for Jackie in 2023? Um, so this year we're really looking at how we can scale our presence as well. So like thinking about all of the international markets as well for social media and thinking about how we can start to launch channels in those markets also so i think it's going to be a really big year for us understanding like the cultural nuances of different markets and looking at the way that we can interact with all of our international communities um because you know canva is like being used all across the world now so we have to start to think about how do we connect with those people all over the world and start to showcase and share the amazing stories and impact that they're having with Canva. So I think it's a really exciting and amazing opportunity. It's kind of wild to think about where we might be at the end of this year um, with, you know, having kind of a much bigger international presence, but it's a very exciting time. And I'm sure it'll come with a lot of opportunities, challenges in terms of trying to not just drive collaboration within English speaking markets, but how are we going to drive collaboration across the world with all the teams that we're building and make sure that we have that balance of local nuance and tying into the local cultural norms, but then also having, you know, the brand oversight and protection to make sure that every market in the world is following brand, like the brand tone of voice and, you know, the brand values. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to, yeah, checking in at the end of this year and seeing where we got to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and, and to kind of piggyback on that, I mean, besides goals, what's something that, whether it's personal or professional, that you actually want to do more of this year? You know, if it ties in with the goal, sure. I mean, or it could be personal or professional, it doesn't really matter. Um, I think a big thing for me this year and like something I'm very passionate about is mindset. And I think like even in business, like the there is a balance, right? We see the craft and the strategy as being like super important and having the skills but really to be successful a lot of the time, it's around mindset, right? And I spoke a bit it, about it with change and you know, seeing the opportunities in change rather, rather than the negatives, but having a mindset that allows you to be flexible and continually evolve and adapt is like so important to be successful. Um, and I think that's my biggest learning on this, this journey that I've had is that if you don't work on your mindset, you're all ultimately always going to be stuck in the same place, the same beliefs, the same narratives that you have going on in your head. And that doesn't allow you to step into a new version of you or achieve new goals. Um, so I kind of see this year as well, a, a very important part of it for me is going to be externalizing those learnings that I've had and helping people to understand how actually success is not defined by the skills and craft you have, but also the, the mindset that you have. Um, because ultimately, I think we all know nothing in life comes without challenges, without setbacks. And it's about how you handle them, whether you move forward or you move backwards. Um, so I think that's going to be in a very important part of my year is trying to help people in that space. Mindset. Is that the, yeah, is that the theme of the year, Jackie? Mindset? Yeah, I reckon it. I reckon it is. Yeah. Theme of the word that's, is yeah. mindset. And my, and my sentence always is like how to embrace change. 
I think that's um, a big thing in all areas of life and especially in business and especially in social media. Like you have to be able to continually adapt, continually flex what you know. I say this like what you, especially in social media, what you learned last week might not be relevant today. So can you let go of what you learned last week and then learn something new the next week? You know, you have to be continually in that mindset. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of social media, given that you're the subject matter expert in this space, and I've always been having this debate with someone, I think we're now in a day and age of influencer marketing, um, and there's pros and cons to that. Um, and you know, if you ask um, other people around the the negative impacts of um, social media um, and mental health and whatnot, um, and influencer marketing or influencers. Um, some would say play a role towards that. Um, what are your two cents on that narrative? I think it's it's difficult, right? Because there is good and bad to everything in the world. And I think anything in the wrong hands can be dangerous. Um, and with social media, it is open to everyone, right? So there there is always going to be people who use it in a negative way like you look at all the online trolls for example and you know people that spend their time going out of their way to comment and be negative so there is that side and I I ultimately you know there is a limited amount we can do to stop that you cannot control people right and you're giving them a platform but on the flip side I see how much positivity it has I think about all the influencers or creators in the world of just wanting to make people laugh wanting to teach them something new it's actually allowed more education to be available to more people for free like I I think about you know there being a lot of restrictions before like if I needed access to information maybe I'd have to go and pay for it but now I can just follow an influencer I can follow a creator on a social media channel and get value and learning and insight from someone for free like that that didn't exist before and I think it's how you look at things. I would say there is more positivity online than there is negativity. But I think we always want to hyper fixate on the negative things. And it's also our responsibility to filter out the noise. And a lot of people say this, but who are you following on social media? Are they adding value to you? Are they making you feel good? Are they empowering you? Are they uplifting you? That's the way you can control in some ways, you know, what you're seeing and what you're engaging with and what you're interacting in. Um, So I think, yes, it can be bad. It can be good. Um, But I would say, and I like to be, have this mindset that there is more positivity on social media than there is negativity. You just have to not look for the negative. Yeah, just having that positive yeah, mindset is really the theme for this year, Jackie. I love how you <laughs> tie that in. Um, I want to go back to mindset, if we may. Um, what are the things that you know you do, or perhaps books that you read, or the, you know podcasts that you listen to, to work on having a strong or positively charged mindset? I mean, it's been a, a big journey. <laughs> there's, there's lots of things I've done, um, and books. I mean, I have a lot of books in the bookcase over there. Um, But I think like Brené Brown was always someone that I, it's one of like where I started out was like reading Brené Brown. And I think she talks a lot about like being imperfect, being vulnerable and actually showing who you, you know, truly are. And I think even in the workplace, like that is such an important thing. Like, I think we have this 
belief that we maybe need to put on a certain persona and I you know I've learned that that's definitely not necessary it's like actually expressing who you really are to people is like an important part of feeling motivated at work and I really like her books because it talks a lot about that you know that vulnerability piece um I also really love Liz and Molly I don't know if you follow them on Instagram but that's all about like workplace and you know it talks about the pressure that we put on ourselves at work and actually you know really thinking about how we can take a step back and have more perspective on what we're achieving and how to handle our emotions um so they are really really great as well um but I think a lot of it to be honest with you is that work on yourself and that's whether that's like therapy coaching you know I'm very into holistic world, kinesiology, all of that, you know, that really adds into the the mindset. Um, so I think it's multiple different things for me. It's like the doing the work on yourself. Who are you following, engaging with as well online? Because I think that for me is like I follow a lot of people who are, you know, around motivation, like Mal Robbins. And seeing that content to me is motivating each day. Like if I'm checking my feed on social media and it's yeah. full of that content, it leaves me feeling a lot more positive than negative. So yeah, books, podcasts, doing the work yourself. Who do you follow on social media? There's like a whole, I could talk about it forever, but I like, um, I like what you said around, you know, being mindful of who you follow. I don't, I don't know about you, JJ, but I decluttered my, the the people I follow on Instagram um, because I used to follow like uh, Double Bay Today, for example. <laughs> Double Bay Today is this funny account that's Australian based. I'll send it to you. Uh, but, you know, Double Bay Today is uh, it's quite hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I was just joking. But yeah, I think it's super important just to be mindful of um, you know the, the 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 accounts, the profiles, even the people you you expose yourself to. So yeah, I think that's uh, it's, it's really good stuff right there, Jackie, in terms of. Um, establishing and cultivating a positively charged mindset i had to say the word cultivate in this podcast because apparently i'm notoriously known for saying the word cultivate (laughs) is that (laughs) your word of 2023 i've waited 29 minutes to be able to find a way to sneak that in so yeah (laughs) oh god that's a good one that's a good one and jackie you know i kind of i know you're talking about mindset and, and 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 this I kind of want to correlate it to you here, but like if say let's say someone wants to break into like the social media marketing where they want to get in and and, and kind of be in a position like you're in, and even just get their feet wet and get started, like what's the mindset or what should they have before getting into the world? And like let's say before the interview, like or even if they're considering getting in, like what should they have done? Whether it's mindset or whether it's prerequisite or experience, like what should they do prior to getting into that field? Um, well, like one thing I would say is resilience, because I think, but this is with any job, right? You're going to get knocked back. Um, and I think like being able to not be defeated, maybe if you don't get the job that you want to go for and give it another shot. That's my personal experience with Canva. I didn't get in the first Mm -hmm. time and I saw the job was still advertised. So I reached out again. Can I give it another shot? And I redid my whole challenge for it. It's like, if you want something, right, it's not always going to be easy. Um, So I think resilience is really important. And then I've mentioned this, but I think if you're going into this field to be prepared for change and ambiguity, because like I said, social media is one of the fastest moving marketing channels ever. Um, So, you know, you're going to have to be ready to consistently pivot, consistently change. Um, So going in with a mindset of being open 
to that change, I think is really, really important um, because like I said, you just have to sometimes completely let go of what you've learned. Like something that I've learned in like 2018 for social media is like not relevant now. <laughs> you know, you can't hold on to what you know. And that was something when I first joined Canva is from my previous jobs, I had this very precise structure, strategy process that I followed. I had to let all of that go. And I think when you move jobs and you're moving into something, you have to have that mindset of being like, yes, this this knowledge got me here but this knowledge might not necessarily get me to the next stage or the next step. And are you willing to be open to learn something new? That would be my Are you yeah. trying to apply for a job, JJ? Not at all, man. Oh my God. Sure, if, if you're trying to apply a job with Kevin, make sure you use Kevin. <laughs> you know what? I saw, um, what I love about Canva is they have like this tutorial or educational content around just everything in life. And one of them is um, how to apply for jobs. Uh, so yeah, shameless plug. Canva.com forward slash careers. What was that? I just want to ask one thing around social media. Um, and I think this might ladder up to the mindset, the notion of mindset as well. I feel like we're now in a day and age where everyone just shows their highlight reel, you know? Um, and I think if you look at someone's social media account, it's so beautifully curated, but nine times out of 10, um, you know, that's probably not the real case. And, you know, the, the, and I think um, we often neglect the behind the scenes of the highlight reel now. Um, do you think, you know, as a subject matter expert in the world of social media, um, what are your thoughts on that where, um, everyone's just so fixated on the highlight reel, um, and often, you know, and I think the negative effects of that is someone looking at a person's account, for example, um, you know, might feel discouraged or motive, uh, or, or feel some, uh, feel, feel an element of pressure or whatnot. Um, because, you know, oh, it's always like rainbows and unicorns here. But yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a false narrative. So yeah, keen to hear your thoughts on that. This is why I'm grateful for TikTok, because I think it changed this. Like if you, you know, before TikTok was around, yes, it was Instagram, which I see highly curated, like this is my perfect life. People are starting to change, but I think it's due to the rise of TikTok. Like TikTok was, you know, it came out in during lockdown, people were stuck in their houses, they're in the pajamas, like it brought this whole new vibe to social media again that had disappeared, you know, and I think that now TikTok, you've got like so many different people on there and it's not always like the highlight, highlight reel um, mm -hmm. on TikTok and it's people, everyday people, it's not just a platform for influencers and people with a perfect life it's for anyone who's got something to say and something to share um so i actually feel like tiktok is a really really great channel to follow and engage with because it has removed that whole perception of being perfect it's actually about being authentic being you and tiktok's built around niches right there's a niche for everything anything you want to find there is like 10,000 of the people at least that are interested in the same thing as you. And for me, I think the rise of TikTok has even changed the way brands play, right? It's like if you if you look at brand TikTok accounts, it's all about showing the humans behind the business. 
Um, I always think of like Duolingo, who are a prime example, you know, um, they have really personified their account through the people in in the business. So I think it has taken away this need to be perfect and to actually show that there is real people behind businesses, behind brands. And ultimately, that is what people connect with. Right. You want to see someone that is like you, not someone that is completely completely different i think we are becoming a lot more we're not as blindsided right by the belief that people have perfect lives because tiktok has opened up this whole new world of showing the diversity of what it means to be human i think nice yeah i feel like um yeah tiktok is a i don't know i don't have a tiktok account do you have a tiktok account jj I do. I don't. I don't use it as much. I mean, I post on it sometimes, but I don't. I'm not the one consuming. If I'm being honest, yeah. I'm a big advocate. Get on it. Like it's it's the place where you laugh. It's like the one channel. I'm like, yes, you can go on that because it's just a bit of fun, you know. And I think that's like the important thing. Like if you're scrolling on social media, it should be giving you something, right? It's yeah. Like- I deleted my TikTok account. I remember now, um, a couple of years ago, that's when I started dating a 37 year old. And I was like, nah, this is, uh, I need to maintain, a, um, I need to be perceived as an adult. So deleted my TikTok account, created a LinkedIn account. Oh, maybe it's time to bring it back, friends. <laughs> yeah. Created a LinkedIn account to make me look more professional. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a hot tip. If you know any young men out there looking to date, um, women that's older than you maybe delete delete your tiki talk account and uh tiki talk there you go that france the advice i'm not gonna include that in the recording Um, cool jj it's all yours i don't have any more questions to ask i feel like yeah it's been a good chat jackie I mean, hey, if you think it's a good place to wrap it up there, you want to handle the outro or do you want me to take care of it? <laughs> um, actually, I just want to have one last question. And this is probably a good call to action, you know, for see what I did there. We're, we're talking about social media and I brought up CTA, <laughs> call to action. <laughs> I could be, I shouldn't be doing this. I could be a comedian. Um, how could, um, how could so, <laughs> boy, <laughs> I'm just going to have fun. You know, I think the purpose, the reason why we're doing this podcast, yes, Zolo is a recycling company and we've introduced this podcast is, you know, just to have fun. Um, I think this is a, this is a platform where I can have fun with other guests. Um, and it's good to, um, you know, just to, I need to be better at asking questions. So my next dates, I'm a, I'm a pro at asking questions. Yeah. JJ, uh, JJ's, uh, JJ's in a committed relationship. So this doesn't, uh, <laughs> Doesn't apply to him. Doesn't apply. Doesn't uh, apply. Yeah. So I think it's. A, but in all seriousness, my my question is: How can um, how can you use social media to be a force for good? I think we've touched on this a little bit, but I think it's about understanding how you can add value right to the audience that you're engaging with I think like from a personal perspective it kind of is like share what you want that can be you know be who you want to be show up as you are um but I think from like a brand perspective it's like thinking about how am I really going to add value to my audience and the people that um I'm engaging with 
um, and not always getting in the court in the mindset of like what you want to say, but like what do your audience want to hear as well? So I think like switching between that mindset is like very, very important and that understanding of your audience, who they are, what they like, what they engage with and being able to connect and communicate with them on that level rather than just using it as a way to say everything that you want to say. I think that's really important. Um, but yeah, and I think if you've got a passion as well, like if you've got something you want to say, something you want to share, I think it's like there is an audience out there waiting to hear your voice, hear your opinion. So I think about like people who, you know, there's a lot of TikTok accounts that are sharing their therapy sessions online now because they know that will help other people. And that's like a, a scary thing to do. But I yeah. think, you know, by doing that, you really are using social media as a force for good because you're breaking down barriers, you're breaking down stigmas. So, yeah, for me, it's really like if you have a, a voice and opinion and value that you can add to like just go for it and give it a shot because there will be someone out there that will be so thankful that you've shared that advice or, you know, that information. Does that apply to dating profiles as well, Jackie? <laughs> maybe, maybe it does. You <laughs> List yeah. out your therapy sessions Maybe. on your Maybe Hinge profile. Better. Yeah. What Maybe. I've learned in therapy. Here you go. That's going to get Maybe that's an underutilized insight where <laughs> if you apply the same strategy on social media to your dating profile, maybe your conversion rate would go up. Maybe. You know. Nice. Here you go. Taking out Try out. What's that? <laughs> no, I don't believe in dating apps anymore anyway <laughs> that's where i met my ex <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh my goodness nice we're, we're at the awkward part now where we have to kind of close it but we don't know how to close it <laughs> <laughs> bye see ya <laughs> later goodbye <laughs> uh, jackie um one last um given that you've kind of experienced the, uh, the Zola podcast experience, um, do you have anyone in mind who could be a perfect guest for the next one? That's a tough question. And you have to kind of... Do I have to answer now? Yeah, yeah. And you, and you kind of need to do the heavy lifting of getting that guest on board as well. That's a strategic question. <laughs> I'm an employee now? Is that yeah. what happens? You come on the podcast and I'm it's, now your employee? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's how we want to put it, yeah. No, I can't think right now, so you have to cut this out. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> Melanie Perkins it is. <laughs> all yours, JJ. Yeah, I, Jackie. Look, I, mean, I guess it was, it was a pleasure having you on here today. I mean, by all means, thank you for being here. I thank you, friends, for giving all your your comedy and little two cents there, all the jokes, man. Uh, great episode today, guys. Uh, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, I mean, Jackie, if you have any social media or a place where people can find out more about you and what you guys do, where can they find out? Um. Well, obviously, Canva for any of Canva channels. Um. But LinkedIn for me so just jackie barker hit me up we'll put it on the description that's what they say right <laughs> <laughs> put it in the description below subscribe okay. like oh, share no. comment <laughs> wow till next time we will see you later peace goodbye <laughs>
Yeah, that's the 